नमस्कार अपना सर्वान स्वागत है ऑरेंज सिटी लिटरेचर फेस्टिवल चा, शेवट चा दिवशी आणि वैभव सर आपलंसुद्धा एकदा पुन्हा स्वागत करते वैभव सरांचं अक्षरधन खूप समृद्ध आहे त्यांनी लिहिलेल्या पुस्तकांमध्ये सचिन तेंडुलकर बाळासाहेब ठाकरे द सेना स्टोरी सावरकर इत्यादींचा समावेश आहे सर तुमच्या लिखाणात एकीकडे सचिन तेंडुलकर दिसतो तर दुसरीकडे सावरकर आहेत तर हा असा तुमचा लिखाणाचा जो कॅनवास आहे हा बराच चिंतनशील आणि मोठा दिसतो तर यावर काही बोलाल मी मुंबईत जन्माला आलो आणि वाढलो आणि आय ऑलवेज हॅड अन इंटरेस्ट इन पब्लिक अफेअर्स म्हणजे समाजात काय चाललंय जगात काय चाललंय त्याचप्रमाणे क्रिकेट आपल्या सगळ्यांचाच आवडता खेळ असल्यामुळे त्यामध्ये रुची होतीच आणि थोड्याफार प्रमाणात खेळो जास्त नाही खेळो पण थोड्याफार प्रमाणात खेळो ते तो खेळो तेव्हा तोच काळ होता जेव्हा तेंडुलकर विनोद कांबळी सचिन संजय मांजरेकर दिलीप पेंगसरकर राजू कुलकर्णी एक्सेट्रा एक्सेट्रा शिवाजी पाकला खेळायचे आणि यु नो आय व आय वॉज विटनेस टू देअर ग्रोईंग अप इयर्स त्यामुळे दे वॉज दे वॉज समथिंग आय सॉ देअर विच आय थॉट हॅड नॉट बीन रिटर्न अबाउट अर्लियर आणि आय आय थॉट दॅट यु नो द रूट्स ऑफ दिस क्रिकेटिंग कल्चर हॅव टू बी रिटर्न अबाउट त्यामुळे ते पुस्तक लिहिलं आणि समाजाबद्दल एकंदरच जगाबद्दल राजकारणाबद्दल रस असल्यामुळे आणि मी पत्रकारितेत शिरल्यामुळे लवकरच म्हणजे शिक्षण झा म्हणजे माझी डिग्री झाल्यानंतर यु नो आय रोट ऑन पोलिटिकल टॉपिक्स ॲज वेल आणि आय 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 एम स्टील रायटिंग ऑन पोलिटिकल टॉपिक्स ओके आजची चर्चा प्रामुख्याने सावरकरांवर केंद्रित आहे सरांनी सावरकर द ट्रू स्टोरी ऑफ फादर ऑफ हिंदुत्व हे पुस्तक लिहिलेलं आहे आणि या सावरकर अँड कॉन्ट्रोवर्सी आर दे इनसेपरेबल या विषयावर आज आपण इथे चर्चा करणार आहोत तर मी तुम्हाला विचारू इच्छिते की सावरकरांची हिंदुत्वाची संकल्पना तुम्ही कशी मांडाल मेनी पीपल विल बी सरप्राईज टू नो दॅट सावरकर स्टार्टेड आउट मी इंग्लिशमध्ये बोललो तर हरकत नाही ना थोडं मी मराठी मिश्रित इंग्लि इंग्लिश आणि इंग्लिश मिश्रित मराठी बोली ना त्यामुळे माफी मागतो आधीच मला वाटतं गरजही तशी आहे मेनी पीपल डोंट नो दॅट सावरकर स्टार्टेड आउट ॲज अन ॲडव्होकेट ऑफ हिंदू मुस्लिम युनिटी अँड हिज बुक ऑन एटीन फिफ्टी सेव्हन ऑन द रिवोल्ट ऑफ एटीन फिफ्टी सेव्हन वेन विच ही रोट ड्युरिंग हिज ट्युमल्टिवस फाईव्ह इयर्स इन लंडन बिटवीन नाईन्टीन झिरो सिक्स अँड नाईन्टीन झिरो टेन was all about how hindus and muslims had got together to launch the first indian war of independence after that what happened is that he goes to he's arrested for the killing of you know in two cases uh, and uh, he sent to kalapani or the andaman sport blair jail as we know and he spends 10 years there from 1911 to 1921 so roughly halfway through his life in from his mid 20s to his mid 30s he goes through a very radical 
intellectual and ideological transformation change that change is personal for him and it is political also for him how is it personal it is personal because when he is in the andamans he he writes that you know he saw that most of the warders in the jail who were given the responsibility of looking after the inmates especially the political inmates the the jail officials were muslims they were appointed by the british from among the uh, prisoners themselves manje je kaidi hote tes supervisor hote political je prisoners hote tanche ani he experienced that most of them he said were fanatical and they were into converting people inside the prison now so a lot of people may say that this is savarkar's version you know it may not be true how do we believe it but other people like barindra kumar ghosh aurobindo ghosh we have all heard of the revolutionary aurobindo ghosh his brother was there and he has written similar things for instance there was a jailer called khoydat khan he was the most fanatical and he was known as a namazi in in the jail and he used to torture people convert people so people used to go to him and say that oh you are such a great religious man and people used to go to him and say that i am soon going to convert to islam because you know because i i like it so then they would get lenient treatment from him others also complained in this manner and savarkar was much hurt by the fact that these conversions were happening in the jail torture was happening in the jail physical abuse you know violence was happening in the jail and the harshest punishments were being meted out to the political prisoners so you know slowly he he developed feelings against islam you know in the jail because he felt that there was systematic conversions happening and he was upset that the hindus were not reacting to it and he, what used to happen is he has mentioned an example that you know they used to after conversion they used to ensure that somebody ate cow meat so that the hindus cannot take him back but you are polluted ata you cannot come back to our religion which is why savarkar said that no we have to take them back so get rid of these stupid ideas that you cannot reconvert we have also start got to start doing that and he was upset so slowly he he becomes more and more anti islam and anti muslim also and develops this theory of hindutva this is the personal reason the political reason is in the early see with the minto morley uh, reforms and later the montagu kemsford reforms minto morley reforms in 1909 separate electorates are introduced for muslims which gives the muslim vote greater power than the general category vote which is the hindu vote but he does not like this and in the in 1920-21 when gandhi links the khilafat movement to india's freedom movement savarkar objects to it saying that why are you linking a pro transnational pan islamic movement to india's freedom movement what is the link with it very interestingly mohammad ali jinnah also opposes this movement within the congress and says that 
why is Gandhi doing this? What has religion got to do with it? We should fight for freedom, but not, don't get into this uh, uh, political Islam thing. So because of these two reasons, and then there is the Mopla uprising in uh, Malabar district in Kerala, where there is a massacre of Hindus and the, and the people who kill them, they, they, they proclaim jihad and they say they are Khilafatists. Now Turkey itself didn't want the Khilafat and Mustafa Kemal abolished it eventually. So Savarkar gets upset personally because of whatever the experiences are and what he sees in Andaman jail and politically because of what is happening in the external environment. And he forms a theory of Hindutva which says ki Hindutva is not the same as Hinduism. We are often told that it is not the same as Hinduism. But Savarkar himself has made it clear that it is not the same as Hinduism. He says that Indian nation is based on the Hindu unifying Hinduness of its people. He defines a Hindu who forms the basis of the Indian nation as somebody who considers India or Hindustan as its Pitrubhu and Punyabhu. So Pitrubhu fatherland and Punyabhu is holy land. Now he says that for Hindus obviously this is the holy land. But he says that Muslims and Christians, many of them are patriotic, they are nationalists, they love this country. But their holy land is outside India, in Arabia or in Palestine. So when it comes to choosing between their faith and India, suppose they are asked to make a choice, they will always choose their holy land. And he said, I am not condemning them, I am just stating a matter of fact that this is what it will happen. But by doing that, he excludes a certain category of people altogether from the what he says the, is the unifying you know Hinduness of its people. So he says, if these people, then he again makes a distinction. He says the Khojas and the Bohras they are they are patriotic. They are very patriotic. The others are a problem. Then he says that in, in the Andamans, the Baluchis, the Pathans, and the Sindhis, they were very fanatical. But the Marathi Muslims, the, Telu, the, the Tamil Muslims and the Bengali Muslims, they are not so fanatical. They are alright. So, you know, it's a very complicated theory that he forms, but what he does is he excludes a certain section. And, but this is how he comes to the conclusion that, you know, I mean, this, is the, this will have to be the basis of the Indian nation that you will have to declare and you, have, you will have to reconvert. So he tells the Bohras and the Khojas that come back into the Hindu fold because we are a common race and all of you have in any case been converted. So your forefathers were all, you know, belong to uh, the Hindu faith. So come back and then, you know, you will be part of the, uh, the, the, the nation. Yeah. So that's what I think. तो मंजे हिंदुत्वाचे हिंदुत्वाची जी काही संकल्पना त्यांनी मांडली त्याचे रूट्स असे पर्सनल आणि पॉलिटिकल असे इकडना आहे तर बरच क्लियर झाला कॉन्सेप्ट या तुमच्या आई होप इट इज यू नो आई हे इतका प्रखर व्यक्तिमत्व सावरकरांचं तर असं ऐकण्यात आहे की अंदमानात असताना त्यांनी तत्कालीन सरकारला काही पिटिशन दिलं होतं तर त्याचा तत्कालीन संदर्भ आणि अर्थ यावर थोडा प्रकाश टाका the Savarkaran were very stikahote for having written what are known as mercy petitions to the British. And for that reason, he has even been called a traitor. And you know, Rahul Gandhi made a comment in a public statement that 
when gandhi and nehru were sleeping on the dirt floor of a jail savarkar was writing apology letters to the british tar did he write mercy petitions to the british very interestingly a few years ago i read in an in an, in an english news magazine that you know savarkar had written mercy petitions to the english to the british and the writer of that article said that i am bringing this to light that you know savarkar tried to hide it all his life but if you read and you know i am sure all of you read english marathi hindi multiple languages if you read maji janmate his book on his years in the andamans he himself mentions that he wrote those petitions so he is not denying it at all and there is no discovery that has happened that you know he you know somebody has discovered and he tried to hide it no there is a telai kai sandarbha hai the petitions na andaman madhe ananvit chhal karnat ala bhartiya lokancha ani especially of the political prisoners you know they were tortured in the most abominable and medieval ways i will give you two examples so one is see we all know know about the oil press kolu you know all of that but savarkar for two consecutive days was given something known as standing fetters i mean standing fetters means what that you stand your both hands are tied you know and you have um, you have uh, chains there you are chained there fetters there locked you are made to stand against the wall the fetter is chained to the wall and you just stand there your legs are also you know they have fetters there and you stand like that for 8 hours a day if you want to go to the toilet you cannot go you just have to be like like that so it is a very humiliating thing and they did it to a lot of political prisoners and they used to soil themselves you know because you 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 know you you have you have your natural i mean uh, you know nature's call to respond to so you have to stand in that filth all all day if you pass urine or you know pass to so it is the worst possible kind of humiliation that happened to him twice for not cooperating with the british authorities second he was giving given iron bar fetters iron bar fetters means all day cross bar you know iron cross bar so so these are cross bar fetters so this is like a triangular thing you know is a bar vertical bar and then there is a horizontal bar and you are chained and there is a big chain so you cannot bend and you just have to stand like that with your chained and because you can't bend your back for the entire day it becomes unbearable so this was the kind of torture that he underwent number 1 number 2 is that there is there is some there a lot of people say that oh so what if you were tortured you know if you loved your country you should have done that it's very easy for us to say this here because I, how many of us will even take a lathi charge i don't know you know i even one lathi is good enough i think at least for me <laughs> but okay so he did write those petitions under conditions of torture number one is i think it is unfair and unwarranted to call somebody names because he wrote petitions for release under conditions of torture current testaments given under torture cannot be looked at as the genuine opinion of the person giving the te- testament number two is that 
he had come to the conclusion, Savarkar had come to the conclusion that, see, we must remember during 1911 and 1921, no news from the Andamans reached, reached the Indian mainland. There were no newspapers there, nothing happened. So, Savarkar had an argument with his fellow prisoners because a lot of them considered him their leader. Even Barindra Kumar Ghosh did, all the Bengali revolutionaries, they looked up to him, you know, uh, you know uh, all these uh, uh, Anushilan Samiti and other leaders. And his argument was, let's write these letters, send them to the British and let's get, get the hell out of here. Then we'll go to India and try and do something we can. If we die here, just like that, and eventually we'll die because the food is substandard, we are tortured, there is a lot of punishment and we'll be useless, we'll die like mosquitoes. Don't die in vain. Let's go out, do something. We may have limitations to doing things, but still we'll lead a useful life for our society. So let's lead a useful life. That was one of the reasonings. But even if we don't believe that reasoning, let us assume that, you know, maybe he was broken. Let us assume by the torture and he wrote that and that maybe reasoning so when uh, uh, Nani Gopal, one of the Bengali prisoners, went on a hunger strike, Savarkar for three days tried to convince him, don't go on a hunger strike, don't die here, because it's a waste. He didn't believe in hunger strikes, you know, because he said that you're just wasting your life, what is the point? You stay alive and fight it out. So don't do it, don't do it. But Nani Gopal eventually, you know, died in prison after 60 days of fasting, you know. And we are not even taught about these things in our uh, history books, you know. Huh. The saddest thing is. So that was one argument. But let us assume we are not believing this argument. This. Now, see, when people say mercy petitions, mercy petitions, in 1908, when, when uh, Khudiram Bose hurled the first bomb and, you know, killed some English women, uh, two English women, and he wanted to kill an English official, but he killed two women by mistake, English women. And he and Satyendranath Bose and others were arrested in the case. Now, Satyendranath Bose and others in that case wrote mercy petitions to the court saying, Ki, don't hang us, please release us. We are sorry for what we have done. We are asking for clemency and we are... Time, time is over. Okay, oh. we'll, we'll take next 10 minutes, please. We finished half an hour. We started late at 1.35. Oh, yeah, then why have happen. a session? No, I mean, we'll you're, you're not, you give me 15 minutes. <laughs> the session was No, no, I'm sorry. I mean, I don't mean it uh, against you. Like the session okay, was for half an hour, so we have so five we started minutes at, Yeah, we started at 1.35, so we have five minutes left. Uh, so what I'm saying is, uh, Satyendranath Bose wrote, an, wrote a mercy, mercy petition. But we don't call him a coward or a traitor. In, in the 1920s, in the mid-1920s, when, uh, uh, when Ram Prasad Bismil, Sachindranath Sanyal and the others uh, attacked a government train in, in, in the United Provinces and they were going to be hanged, they also wrote mercy petitions saying, please release us. But fortunately, we don't call them cowards. We treat them as national heroes. So it is unfair. You can criticize Savarkar for other things if you want. Hindutva, maybe you will, may not agree. I may not agree with, with, with some definition of Hindutva that he had. And in fact, the RSS later made the definition of Hindutva milder because, you know, he was straight away excluding some people, you know. Uh, but Hedgevar, of course, was inspired by him. 
this is so it's not fair to say coward and all that we we have to take uh, learn things in take things in context right so as we are running out of time let's uh, quickly cover uh, some of the rest of the questions yeah. so the quit india movement and hindu mahasabha's role and savarkar's perspective hmm. uh, so hmm. what do you hmm. have to say about this hmm. again i think you know we have only one view of indian history indians were not a monolithic united force at the time of the quit india movement and people who opposed the quit india movement were not traitors you know it is a very congress centric view to think that they were traitors you know the congress of course was leading the national movement and it was a great movement no question about it but ambedkar opposed the quit india movement the all india liberals federation opposed the quit india movement the many kisan sabha set up in india with the blessings of jawaharlal nehru opposed the quit india movement and did not participate in it nehru himself was in favor of supporting the british war effort he agreed to join the quit india movement at the last moment because gandhi was you know insistent and gandhi was his leader so he followed it but his heart was not into it there were three four reasons for it quickly if i can mention one is that see the war was going on and the japanese were on india's borders so savarkar's argument was you can't say quit india but leave your army here so that the japanese don't come in second he said if we quit who comes here you know this is a it will be a vacuum and we'll have civil war here so what is the arrangement between the different communities we in india in a post british india that we will have what is the constitutional framework what about separate electorates what about uh, voting rights only the landed and the propertyed had voting rights at that time so all these decisions must first be taken before we just say quit india and the war is on this is not the right time so most of the argue, arguments of those who support opposed quit india were related to the question of the timing of the movement quit whether the fact that the british should quit india everybody wanted that to happen but the timing was what people deferred over which is why he he said quit india uh, you know this is not the right time wait ha सावरकर गांधी हे कायम विरोधक होते का किंवा सावरकर आंबेडकर हे जातीयतेला विरोध करत होते तर त्यांचं काय तर सावरकर गांधी आणि सावरकर आंबेडकर यांच्या सावरकर आणि गांधी यांची पहिली भेट एकोणीसशे नऊ साली झाली जेव्हा सावरकर इंग्लंडमध्ये होते लंडनमध्ये त्यांची भेट झाली आणि लंडनमध्ये जे भारतीय लोक राहायचे त्यांचा एक डिनर ठेवला होता एका ठिकाणी आणि तिथे सावरकर आणि गांधींना बोलवण्यासाठी यु नो बोलवण्यात आलं त्या लोकांशी सगळ्यांशी संवाद साधण्यासाठी आणि सावरकर तेव्हा यु नो ही वॉज अ लिडर ऑफ ऑफ अ ग्रुप ऑफ पेट्रिऑटिक अँड यंग इंडियन्स इन लंडन ॲट इंडिया हाऊस आणि निरंजन पाल बिपिनचंद्र पाल सन अदर्स वे मेनी अदर्स असफ अली दे वर ऑल हिज फॉलोअर्स अँड गांधी न्यू दिस सो गांधी वेन ही ही स्पोक बिफोर सावरकर ॲट दॅट फंक्शन अँड गांधी गेट्स अप अँड सेस दॅट यु नो वी हॅव अ वी हॅव अ बिग पेट्रिएट विथ अस य अँड 
he is going to speak so he pays he pays a big tribute to savarkar by saying that you know he makes a very short speech and he says that okay i am not going to stand between the crowd and mr savarkar whom you have come to hear you have not come to hear me you've come to hear savarkar so you know so they had mutual respect this respect continued when savarkar was interned in ratnagiri jeva te sthanbaddhatit hote teva gandhi tanna jaun betun aale tancha ghari tithya gharat rahat hote teva tithe ani tancha ardhata samvad jhala ani you know gandhi also complimented his wife saying this this woman has suffered so much because the husband was in jail for so many years 14 years at a stretch ani you know i salute this woman pan tanche hindutvavar फार प्रखर मतभेद झाले त्यानंतर त्यान आणि खिलाफतनंतर सावरकर म्हणजे गांधींवर तुटूनच पडले म्हणजे आणि त्यांना ते चरखा वगैरे आवडत नव्हतं आणि अहिंसेच्या विरोधात होते म्हणजे ते उदाहरण द्यायचं म्हणजे ते नॉन कोऑपरेशनच्या वेळेला दोन लोकं अंदमानला पाठवण्यात आले जे नॉन कोऑपरेशन पामध्ये मुवमेंटमध्ये पार्टिसिपेट करत होते तर सावरकर म्हणाले की अरे तुम्ही जेव्हा ते ते आधी लपून होते कुठेतरी क्रांतिकारी होते लपून होते पण ते सरेंडर्ड कन्व्हिन्स्ड बाय गांधी की नाही आपण सत्य बोलायला पाहिजे तर वी शूड सरेंडर आपण काहीतरी केलं आहे भाऊ तर सावरकर म्हणाले अरे तुम्ही जेव्हा लपून होता ॲट दॅट टाइम यू आर नॉट कोऑपरेटिंग नॉन कोऑपरेटिव्ह विथ द ब्रिटिश गव्हर्नमेंट बट वेन यू सरेंडर्ड यू ॲक्च्युली कोऑपरेटेड विथ द ब्रिटिश गव्हर्नमेंट वाय डिड यू डू दिस सर डोंट टेक थिंग्स ॲट फेस व्हॅल्यू आणि ही फेल्ट मोर अँड मोर एस्पेशली आफ्टर स्वामी श्रद्धानंद वॉज किल्ड इन द नाईन्टीन ट्वेंटीज आणि मोपलाज मसाकर तेव्हा झालं तेव्हा गांधी सेट दॅट यु नो द मोपलाज आर ब्रेव्ह गॉड फिअरिंग यु नो ब्रदर्स सो ही वॉज एक्स्ट्रीमली अपसेट अँड ही सेट हाऊ कॅन यू से दीज थिंग्स कारण दे आर फॅनॅटिक्स आणि दॅन स्वामी श्रद्धानंद वॉज किल्ड बाय अ फॅनॅटिक अँड ही सेट वो तो मेरा भाई आहे गांधी सेट वो मेरा भाई आहे अँड दॅन खूपच असा खूपच विरोध वाढला आणि त्यानंतर म्हणजे गांधी 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 कम्प्लिटली स्वेप्ट द होल कंट्री बिकॉज ही वॉज युजली पॉप्युलर अँड सावरकर ट्राईड टू बी द आयडियॉलॉजिकल ऑपोनंट ऑफ गांधी इन द फ्रीडम स्ट्रगल बट ही डिड नॉट सक्सीड टू अ ग्रेट एक्सटेंट ॲज अ हिंदू महासभा लिडर कारण गांधी हॅड द मासिस विथिम आणि सावरकर वॉज अ क्युरियस काइंड ऑफ पर्सन इन द सेन्स की while he spoke of uniting hindus in the name of hindutva he also attacked uh, hinduism's rituals and uh, superstitions so you know then you can't then it gets difficult to get mass following whereas whereas gandhi was speaking about ram rajya and you know all that so gandhi got ani te to virodh vadatas gela ani tyanantar mhanje you know actually savarkar i mean uh, to be fair to gandhi savarkar encouraged godse and others also a lot uh, during the 1940s सो तसंही झालं तर ते तो विरोध फारच राहिला आणि कस्तुरबा गांधी गेल्यानंतर सावरकर कस्तुरबा गांधींच्या नावाने एक फंड निर्माण करण्यात आला तर त्यासाठी पैसे द्या असं असं एक अपील जनरली करण्यात आलं तर सावरकर तेव्हा म्हणाले की एकही पैसा देऊ नका कारण हे मिसयूज करतील ह्या पै पैशाला तर त्यावेळेला गांधी ऑल्सो गॉट अपसेट आणि तेव्हा त्यांचे यु नो द रिलेशन्स कम्प्लिटली एंडेड देअर दिस वॉज इन आय थिंक नाईन्टीन फॉर्टी फोर इफ आय एम नॉट मिस्टेकन सो दॅट वॉज दी एंड अँड देन यु नो वी नो वॉट हॅपन अच्छा आणि सावरकर आंबेडकर सावरकर आंबेडकर इंटरेस्टिंग क्विकली सावरकर आणि आंबेडकर हॅड सिमिलर व्ह्यूज ऑन कास्ट बोथ वॉन्टेड कास्ट टू बी एलिमिनेटेड सावरकर सॉ इट ऍज ऍज अन ऑब्स्ट्रक्शन टू हिंदू युनिटी बट ही वॉज अ जेन्युन सोशल रिफॉर्मर लाईक आंबेडकर अँड बट आंबेडकर हॅड नो इंटरेस्ट इन हिंदू युनिटी 
Savarkar's opposition to caste took him in the direction of Hindu unity and Hindutva and Ambedkar's opposition to caste took him outside the realm of Hinduism altogether, took him in the direction of Buddhism. So they went in, they travelled in very different directions. But they felt similarly, they were, they were both very highly critical of political Islam. So if you, you, have, you must all read, all the youngsters here, must read Ambedkar's book, Partition or the Party, Pakistan or the Partition of India. Uh, you know, very, very strong views. You see, if you read Savarkar's views on Hindu rituals, you will feel that Narendra Dabolkar was a very mild person, you know, and he was in fact mild. And if you read Ambedkar on uh, Islam and political Islam, you will feel that some of the Hindutvavadis are mild. So, you know, it's a very uh, complicated thing. तर मला वाटतं आजच्या या सेशनमध्ये वेळेचा जरी अभाव आपल्याकडे होता तरीसुद्धा खूपशा गोष्टींवर सरांनी प्रकाश टाकला आणि बरेच कॉन्सेप्ट्स आपले क्लिअर झाले थँक्यू सो मच थँक्यू थँक्यू